Good afternoon, everyone. This is Blake Ruby from San Antonio, Texas, the United States in the world, planet Earth. Thank you for joining my radio show, for tuning in. Hopefully, this hour will be an enlightening one for you and for me, because what I talk about, I've learned from other people. We are all souls, souls on a soul journey, traveling through the universe. Even our planet is traveling through the universe, is it not? Did you not know that? You knew that. But we don't realize it too often. It's like that song by Sting, Fields of Gold. You forget the sun in a jealous sky when we walk in fields of gold. Here's our planet traveling around the sun and our solar system, flying around the galaxy and our galaxy, flying around the universe, the center of the universe. But that's really no big surprise, is it? After all, we were created in the image of our mother and father God, and we are their children. There are no only sons and daughters of mother and father God, because as Jesus said, just to give you one little bit of evidence in that regard, our father who art in heaven, if anybody can interpret that in a different call me right now. Tell me I've got it wrong, that we're not the children of God. But back then, you know how women have been treated. I can't believe it. Mothers of our children, the mothers of our children, even today over in the Middle East, women are treated like animals, some of them. Children. And those men who mistreat them were raised by their mothers. I know why, because they have to conform to their fellow men there who follow. Now I'm sorry, they're not really interested in modernizing themselves or developing themselves spiritually. In some countries, they have a lot of oil, so they've got a lot of money that tell them what to do, you know, because to do things their own way. My friends, read my book on the Amazon bookstore. Golden Soul and the Gray Brain. And that will the thing you need to know about spirituality, about extraterrestrials who are out there listening to my radio show right now. I'm sure of it. I've got a feeling that they do listen. Why? Because I think I'm in the top 1% as far as advanced souls here on planet Earth in our Milky Way galaxy of our physical universe. Now, I don't remember how many past lives I've had, and that's usually the determinator of how many... I mean, how many past lives you have determines how much of an advanced soul you are. But we were made to forget when we were born all those years ago. Do you remember anything about that? I don't. I can remember when I was two years old. Five years. Picture of myself. 
uh, the other day. My mother was a great artist. She really was. She passed away in 1999, 81 years old. She painted this picture called The Golden Boy. And it was about me when I was very young, knee high to a grasshopper. And I was such a, a beautiful boy, I must say so myself. But we're all beautiful when we're children, are we not? Innocent, very beautiful, right? And our faces then reflect our innocence. And then later on, you know, especially when we start, we're not the same. That picture of me with my friend Eddie, Eddie Nordemir, we lived with them in Halifax, Nova Scotia. On the other side of our apartment complex. And my mother saw that picture and she wanted to paint a portrait of me. And in that portrait, this is hung right now in our living room, right next to our television. It's a beautiful portrait that was actually put in an art gallery in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada in the 60s because it was that good. It's me holding a little bird's nest in my hands and looking at it with wonder bird's nest and maybe there was a couple of eggs in it but actually in the picture I was looking at something else and my mother had this idea that she would paint a portrait of me holding a bird's nest and it's called the golden I gotta sing this song now because during this show I'm gonna sing a few songs because I love acapella singing I don't do it enough. I should keep it up because it helps me with my breathing. It helps me with my professional development. It's the, one of the best ways I think that I can challenge um, that will help your breathing. And also, once you know a whole bunch of songs like I do, over 100. I know the lyrics. I remember the lyrics. Over, well over 100. Closer to 200 if you all gospel songs that I know that I sing in the gospel choir, which I've been a member of for over 10 years. One, also one of the best things I've done in my life. I singing for the Wounded Warriors. I did that for six years. But anyway, this song, The Nature Boy, took a drink of water It's a very cool song. You have song I know by Nick King. I was thinking I know that Don and I wish I had the opportunity to change, you know, like but like this we'll talk about we're gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about this or that. But I've been a fan of that company now since I put my car here from Alexander, Virginia to San Antonio, Texas in two thousand ten. When I got this job working as an army civilian, I'd been a contractor for the installation camp. And some people went to bat for me, and I got the job at the GS-13. 
I'd been a contractor working this one particular job, and then I just slid into that job. And because I was a 30% disabled veteran, they did what, you know, as a by-name request, but not compete with other people. And part of the deal was to come here to San Antonio because we were back. Moved our headquarters from Crystal City, Virginia to Fort Sam Houston, San Antonio, Texas, Joint Base San Antonio. So all the way down here, I was in my 2000 Kia Sophia LS. And I carried on that acapella singing for over a year, and then I music. And I like playing karaoke. Don't get me wrong. I've got my music on my computer here. And you, if you heard my show last week, you might have heard some of the songs I sang. And they're all beautiful songs. I love my music. But the thing is, the way I figure it out is, when you sing with music, when you sing to music, music. And after a while, it can get, and you can conditions known as a lot of people. I know that some people who are little belters of music, you know, like the singer for Journey. You know, you know some of their songs are incredibly powerful and you need some fantastic lungs to be able to sing. And that guy who took over from Steve Perry, who was like one of the best rock singers ever, has a powerful voice, powerful lungs. And I saw him one time after a concert, but he had to have oxygen or Air, get a mask on. That's a lot of people do. People die early, you know, at a young age. Tom Petty, for example. You know, a lot of these singers, they, they don't live to be a, a ripe old age. Most of them don't, you know. Some do. Tony Bennett just passed away, and he was, what, 90-some years old. And it all depends on how strong you are, you know. Um how fully developed you were in your mother's womb during fetal development, that makes a big difference, you know? Whether or not your mother ate properly, if she smoked or drank, that's a fact, you know? Come on, you don't think of these things, but that's reality, you know? Welcome to the world of reality. During your fetal development, if your mother smoked, like I think mine did, then you're not going to be like, oh, how would I put it, a fully developed human being according to some standards. I mean, you can live to be an old age, but there are some things that are different that I've noticed. And do you know what I mean? Kind of like you saw the movie, you know, the penguin, who the father let the eggs out underneath his body and cold, that kind of thing, you know, and the mother drinks too. Mothers of who take drugs, you know, crack babies. There's a lot of people in the world today, like me, okay, who are in that same boat, so to speak. You know what I mean? And what can you do? 
maybe that will show in our life. But every day is a gift, you know. I went to Toastmasters this morning, and one of the members there, her mother's 101 years old, still going strong, you know. It's different for some people. But anyway, I hope to live to be 100, even though maybe I'm not, what would be the best way to put it? Not the same, just like with Happy Feet, you know. Take the penguin and Happy Feet compared to one of the other regular penguins. Do you think he would live to be the same age as them, possibly? But anyway, it's all good. And I'm going to... And it goes like this. There was a boy, a very strange, enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of I, but very wise was she. And then one day, one magic day, he passed my way. And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love. And be loved in return. And then it repeats it again. Anyway, Nature Boy by Nat King Cole. You know, I'm 69 years old. And I don't know how many much more years I've got to go. But indeed, every day is a gift. You know, even those extraterrestrials out there, they've got limited lifespans, like the verdant, for example, which are supposedly the dominant species in the universe that colonize millions of planets. You know, they're the stereotypical five feet tall gray skin or tan skin with a tinge of green extraterrestrial with the kind of slanted big dark eyes and maybe a little bit of a pointed ears a little bit pointed ears extremely extremely i can't say that enough intelligent able to traverse the universe with their spacecraft in very quick fashion quick fashion ladies and gentlemen and have been doing so for 290 million years approximately so you know, for those who think that we're alone in the universe, well, the time you graduate from kindergarten to the first grade, that's what I can say. You know, I don't mean to offend you. I'm sorry. But just think if we really, really knew that there was life out there, I'd tell you there would be a change in our world. We would evolve. A big step in our evolution, my friends. 
if these extraterrestrials visited us, they would share their technology. They were supposed to do that. The plan was put into effect. Now, if they're listening, I want to say something. And I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way. Because you know I love you. You're like our brothers and sisters in spirit, just with a different body. You've been alive longer than us, just like you had an older brother who was in a higher grade, you know. And if I ever saw one of you, excuse me for freaking out, you know, getting that deer in the headlight there, it just takes a little while getting over it, you know. But if you say, don't be afraid. It's like in the Bible, they see an angel, and the angel says, don't be afraid. It's okay, you know. I'm a child of God, too. But tell me if I'm right or wrong. <clears throat> Can I take a drink? Did you not say in the book that contact has begun that your scientists had accurately predicted that human beings could be safely inducted into the intergalactic <laughs> intergalactic federation of sovereign planets safely because of the fine, beautiful, loving, kind, generous family-oriented, artistic, musical people in the world. Regardless of all the war we've had in our past. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that enough, my friends. Anybody who doesn't think we've had wars in the past is sadly, sadly mistaken. Probably just like some people don't believe we landed on the moon. It was all done in the desert of Arizona. Yes, we landed on the moon, and yes, we've had hundreds of wars in our past. Lots of killings. Millions of people killed in war. For what reason, my friend? No good reason. And even today, you look on television. People prefer to see violent movies instead of developing themselves spiritually like they're supposed to because you're a soul. You're here on Earth, on a planet. You could die tomorrow. You think you've been too long. You should predict that we would become a star probably with you when you shared your technology with us and you would help us cure diseases. Well, 9-11 happened and that through a monkey wrench into those plans, and then you're now wondering if we're going to destroy ourselves. It's been a few years since 9-11, right? We just had the 22nd anniversary. Well, did your scientists make a mistake? I'm sorry. You know, again, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I want to make contact with you. You know what I'm saying? My fellow verdants out there, I know you're listening because you're extremely intelligent, especially when someone's talking to you. Isn't there something you can do? I mean, did you not predict? Now, there are the extraterrestrials, I'm sure you know them. I'm sure you know them. Who are... and have been doing so for over thousands or thousands of years. Into the future. 
It's in the book. It's written down. I made no mistake with that. So one of your burdens, I forget his name, said that no one can look into the future. Well, they can. Why didn't you know that? Maybe Phil Kraft had it wrong. I know you've got a plan. You always have a plan. And you're smarter than us. And you're more advanced than You know, the billionaires who are running roughshod over the population who have us under their thumbs, the oil industry, you know, who have us under their thumbs also. Isn't there something you can do where we could make contact? I mean, the whole plan was thrown into disarray when 9-11 happened. But didn't you not predict that that would happen? Didn't you see what was going on? I mean, or the extraterrestrials from Thiawuba, they were able to predict, or apparently able to predict 100 years into the future. Could not, have, could not they have seen that there was a group of people training to fly airplanes into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon and wherever else they were planning to be planted on Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania countryside. Anyway, you know I love you. Don't be offended. I'm a soul too. You know, you're just like an older brother or sister to me. Anyway. <laughs> you ever wonder if you'd have sex with an extraterrestrial? I wonder that sometimes myself. And I'm married, so I don't think I would because I wouldn't feel right about it. But if I had the opportunity, I think I would. Hope you don't mind me saying that. You know, I hope it's not censored or considered over the line. Or, But it's about love, right? I mean, just imagine sharing that moment together, you know, this afternoon delight, stars bursting, you know, fireworks in the sky looking into the eyes of an extraterrestrial, if you could, you know, if you would. But I'm going down the wrong road here. I can already tell. I can feel it. So how about another song? Hey. That was sung by John Denver, who I I used to work at in the 70s. And he came to give a concert there at the sports arena in San Diego. And he was a great man. I used to listen to his albums while going to junior college in the early 70s. I'd come home. My mother would make me lunch, usually eggs and bacon and toast and tomatoes. English. You know, my parents were English. But I never learned to speak like they did because I was born in Canada. But I could speak a little Irish, too. Actually, my mother's mother was Irish. And if you want to speak Scottish, I can do that too, you know. In fact, I'm very good with languages. I can speak Turkish. I went to the language school in Monterey and studied Turkish for one year when I was in the Army. You want to hear a little Turkish? Let me sing it for you. It's the Turkish national anthem. Let me sing it for you. 
Someden yurdumun üstünde tütenen son olacak o benim milletimim. Yüzdesidir parlayacak o benim ki o benim milletimdir ancak. That's kind of like uh, the Star Spangled first part of the Star Spangled Banner about the dawn and fighting in the dawn and the flag and this and that, you know. Anyway, any song by John Denver. So I saw John Denver at that hotel. I had a chance to talk with him. He looked totally different when you talk to him in person, very down to earth, you know. But I used to listen to his albums, Rocky Mountain High, Take Me Home, Country Roads, Sunshine on My Shoulders, Fly Away, Calypso, China. Anyway, this one is called Annie's Song. It goes like this. I'm going to take a drink of water. You fill up my senses like a night in the forest, like the mountains in springtime, like a walk in the rain, like a storm in the desert, like a sleepy blue ocean. You fill up my senses, come fill me again, come let me love you, let me give my life to you, let me drown in your laughter, let me die in your arms. Let me lay down beside you. Let me always be with you. You fill up my senses. Come fill me again. John Denver, Annie's song, one of my favorites. I heard um, today when I was driving down the road, I had my radio on and I heard Country Roads, Take Me Home, Country Roads. That's another favorite of mine. What's that you say? Can I sing that one? Sure. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees. Younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home. Country roads, all my memories gathered round her. Miner's lady, stranger to blue waters, dark and dusty, painted on the sky. Misty taste of moonshine. Teardrops in my eyes, country roads, take me home to the 
the plane. I belong West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Take me home, country roads, country roads. Take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Take me home, country roads. Take me home, country roads. Take me home, country roads. Well, that's it, my friends. By the way, I'm going on a cruise next week. God willing, got to get there first, you know, got to get on the boat. My wife's a little under the weather. and She um, went to Japan recently and picked up a bug, you know, which is not surprising. Traveling on that airplane is like a 15-hour trip. And then the time zone difference is 14 hours. And so she got back, been about, let me see, over a month. Now, when she come back, uh, almost a month, and um, she got better. Now she's taking a turn for the worse, so to speak. I don't like even saying that, but she got some medicine yesterday, and I pray to God, the Creator of the universe, Creator of the universe, please bless Jackie, help her in any way she needs it, help her to heal, please God, give her strength, grant her wisdom to make good decisions with everything she does. Thank you, God, for your help. We love you in Jesus' name. And I don't really need to say in Jesus' name, but I'll say it sometimes. Amen. Because we don't need an intermediary, let me tell you about Jesus. He's a spirit right now in heaven. And you'll see him when you get there. I think he's like an older brother to me, our father. Then he's an older brother. He's a soul going through that process of evolution, a creator God in the making, just like you are. If you could die tomorrow, then you're a co-creator God in the making. I'm not being morbid or saying that you will. I'm just saying tomorrow is not guaranteed for any of us. Am I right or am I right? Yes, I don't want to die. I don't think anyone wants to die. Commit suicide. It's a big mistake. Let me talk to them for a second. Don't. Don't do it. There are people that you need to know that. The sun is going to shine tomorrow. Any problems you got today will disappear. Tomorrow is a brand new day, a brand new start. Fight. Fight the good fight. Don't throw in the towel. Do you think it's hard here when you get over to the other side, because surprise, there is an afterlife. You will continue to exist in a purgatory-like state. That is much worse than it is here living on planet Earth. Believe me, I tell you the truth. Don't do it. And my friends, spread the word. Suicide is not the answer. It is never the answer. A lot of beautiful people are taking their lives today. 
and it affects all of us. And the problem is that we're not telling the truth enough. Look at our politician, for example. Somebody is always accusing the other person of lying. Hello? Isn't that true? Well, he's a liar. I've heard him say about Mr. Trump. I know Mr. Trump. I've dreamt about Mr. Trump a few times. I consider him kind of like an older brother, a friend. Now, I don't dislike anybody. I try to love everyone. I pray for Mr. Biden. I know he's going through a difficult time because he's getting older. And I'm concerned about him kind of pushing it to the very end in four more years. I mean, if he wanted to, I would support him. But my recommendation would be it's more important that you survive and have a happy retirement than what the Democratic Party wants you to do because they know that they might lose if you don't run again. But I say let the competition begin. Whoever is going to lead America down the right path so that we can be united, just like we were during 9-11. You remember that? The pride, the patriotism, it came out. We were one country. It's unfortunate we needed an incident like that for us to feel that way. But we need to pull together as Americans and not be divided by 50 and 50 Republicans and Democrats. Now, part of the problem, I believe, two, actually, two problems, climate change and abortion. And I've talked about abortion before. With climate change, I'm going to talk about it here in just a second. With climate change, I think even the most illogical person would have to agree that with all the carbon monoxide that we're spewing into the atmosphere with our carbon, with our internal combustion engines and all the factories, it is clean air, that pure pristine air that existed here a few hundred years ago is no longer the same, which blocks out sunlight, which melts the polar ice caps, which creates a higher level of oceans around the world. Also, it wreaks havoc with the climate in regards to hurricanes, tornadoes, wildfires, flooding. Although, climate change is for real. So, any Republicans who don't believe that, John board. I'll be taking that into consideration when I vote for whoever I vote for in 2024, and you should too. Now, with abortion, I'm kind of leaning more towards taking the life. I'm for more pro-life than pro-choice. Now, I understand that women have had a rough time in the past not being treated equally and not having the same rights as men. But if you know the big picture in regard to when the spirit comes into the womb, after, usually after the heart starts beating, up until the time when it exits the womb, the spirit will be there in the body. And all of this is preordained. You see, there are higher powers at work that you might not be aware of, that I am a little bit aware of, thanks to my research and learning from other people. And every spirit that goes into the body of a baby in this mother's womb was sent there by heaven and has a plan 
regardless of how it happened, whether rape or incest. And things are meant to be sometimes, you know. Predetermination is an incredibly complex theory and understanding that some things were already predicted to happen. If you look in the life books in heaven, you can read before you're born into the world, you can see your life in advance. So even the accidents, stuff like that, they're going to happen because they've already been determined to happen. You pick your body, you pick your facial characteristics, you pick your family, your soul friends, everything that goes on was meant to. So even though it's not a pleasant subject and it's it's unfortunate that this might be true, that even something like rape and incest might be something that was predetermined. But there can be exceptions to that, you know, for abortion, but generally speaking, most are not because of rape and incest, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know the facts and figures. Rape, in my opinion, is worse murder. Men that commit rape should be punished in the most severe way. If it was up to me, I would take any man that raped a woman. I saved a woman from getting raped one time. I would bury them in an ant hill up to their neck and cover their head with honey. And that would be a slow, painful death. Suffice it to say, there probably wouldn't be, in a world run by Blake Ruby Ram, the king, there wouldn't be too many more rapes after that. And murder, people who were guilty of murder, uh, first of all, make sure that they were indeed the person responsible for the murder. I would employ some mind readers to observe them in their cells, you know, do whatever they need to do. And only when I was 100% sure that they were guilty, then they would be fed to hungry crocodiles. I think that also would deter murder. Suffice it to say, in countries like China and Russia, you don't see too much rape and murder there, do you? Because they get executed right away. I'm sure they execute the innocent people, but here in the United States, you know, I love the United the mother and father of God blessed this country a long time ago, inspired the founding fathers with a vision of a country where people could come together from all over the world, a diversity of people, a melting pot, and live in freedom and strive for freedom. And we're doing that, although we still have a long way to go, but we're a lot better off in some countries. You can't oppress people and take away their freedom against their own will that is against God's will. The mother and father, God, and the supreme creator who are separate beings. You had the supreme creator who created the material universe, and part of the supreme creator's plan was to have beings like us with a little piece of him, her, in ourselves, in our souls, actually, which is our soul, the brain of our spirit. That little lamp of our soul is a spark of the Supreme Creator, which was given to us with the fourth force of the universe. The first force was the force that created all of the planets and the moons and the suns. The second force was 
the force that created all of the plant and animal life and all the different planets around the universe. Yeah, you know that's true. Not only here on Earth, if it happened by accident here on Earth, it could happen by accident on any planet throughout the universe. And you know they're discovering planets. Don't try to say you don't don't know or you didn't hear that they're discovering planets all the time. So if life happened here by accident on planet Earth, it could happen by accident elsewhere in the universe. Anywhere. And the third force is the force that created all the sentient life. So all the different beings out there, I know a lot of them. There's 26,000 different types of extraterrestrials, and probably more than that now, because that book was written where I learned that back in the 90s, 1997, I think. Let's say maybe 26,500 now after 1997. Just like you've seen in Star Wars and Star Trek, those kinds of beings. But, I mean, there are human beings, many different varieties of human beings. Some tall, some small, some big and wide, and some kind of like light beings. I mean, some tall, like nine feet tall, some three feet tall. And you've got different variations also. Some with different skin, blue colored skin, green skin. Skin that has different textures like bark or scales or also um, like a reptilian, you know, there's a reptilian race. So how would you say that? Kind of like skin, uh, snake skin, kind of, if you will. Because evolution is the key word in the universe, my friend. Everything is evolving. Even the animal and plant life is evolving. Our planet Earth, Mother Gaia, is evolving. The category one planet. One day it will be a category two planet. When sometime in the near future, I'm predicting we could have another asteroid strike, or maybe as has happened before in the past, when a planet in a neighboring solar system comes within close proximity of Earth, it affects our position on our axis and it stops rotating. When that happens, all heck breaks loose. Earthquakes all over the world. And volcanoes start exploding, spewing their ashes into the atmosphere. Storms develop with wind speeds in excess of 300 miles an hour. And, well, I mean, I said that. What else? Tsunamis a thousand feet high sweep across the face of the earth. It's very difficult for anyone to survive under those conditions. It's happened before in the past. It could happen again. Anyway. So 26,000 plus members in the Intergalactic Federation of Sovereign Planets and my friends, they're just waiting for us to join them. Don't you want to join them? And be a part of the intergalactic community? No, I'm not a smart there's some beings out there. There are also a very small group of people here on Earth that I believe are more knowledgeable than I am. One of them is Dr. Stephen Greer. Go ahead and take a look at video of Stephen Greer. If you want to see a really cool video that will blow your mind and change your life, watch Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It's free right now. 
and it will change your mind about life out there in the universe. I kid you not. I tell you the truth. But I think I'm up there in the top 1%. But you know what? It's not a competition, really, although most things on Earth do feel like a competition. And that's just the nature of this world. You know, we have to, things like everything we do is a competition. Even you go to the toilet, it's a competition. Even if you eat food, it's a competition, it seems, you know. And you've got television, which is a medium that needs to be violent, so I put it, you know. The medium of television has a lot of violence on it, and... I know, thank God, they're under our control. You know, it's just a switch, at the button, a flick of a switch, and television's on or it's off. Thank God for that. Because sometimes I hear some stuff, especially you watch the news. And don't get me wrong, I think there's a lot of good things that the news done, reporting like these earthquakes that we've had recently in Morocco. I mean, uh, yeah, in Morocco and the flooding in Libya and the they send reporters to the ground. Right. God bless them for that, you know. But they caught up in the petition. You know, for people, you live in a house where you're divided between either Republican or Democrat. You know, and I, I'm very patient and tolerant with my family that lives with me here, and I don't take it too seriously, but some of the things I hear concern me. I, and uh, let me just make a good point here. And that's something that I would wish for you to pass on to anyone. And if you judge people, if you're going to say something bad about them, you'll all have to say something good about them. Can you do that, please? Make the world a better place. So all this right on Mr. Biden, one side or the other, can they stop this a second? Stop saying something bad about that person. It's entirely bad. They did this, they did that, they lied. Uh, they're cheating. Uh, they're doing this. They broke the law. Well, you know, with Mr. Trump, let's just say that Mr. Trump had won the election in 2020. Let's say maybe a hypothetical situation. Let's say just before the election, they found that they came up with a smoking gun evidence that Mr. Biden had accepted a bribe from Burisma in the Ukraine. Let's just say, hypothetical. And so people of America saw that and said, well, then, you know, that's dishonest, that's corrupt, and we're not going to vote for him. And Mr. Trump was elected president. Well, I guarantee you all these indictments that he's had recently wouldn't. Well, I'm I'm going to take that back because it all depends on who's in charge of the House and the Senate. But it wouldn't be half as bad, I think, as it is right now if Mr. Trump had stayed president. That's my point, I guess. I think it's time for another song. How am I doing on time? Oh, man, time seems to fly. How about... Um, 
I think it's too early for a Christmas carol, but how about Fly Me to the Moon or Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra? Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wondering in the night, what were the chances we'd be sharing love? Before the night was true, something in your eyes was so exciting, something in your smile was so inviting, something in my heart told me I must have you. Strangers in the night, two lonely people, we were strangers in the night, up to the moment when we said our first hello, little did we know that love was just a glance away, a warm embracing dance away, and ever since that night. We've been together, lovers at first sight, in love forever. It turned out so right for strangers in the night. Dooby-dooby-doo, la-la-la-la-la-la, Anyway, so it's funny, I love saying this, so I just, you know, I get dinged for that all the time in Toastmasters by the Al Counter, using these filler words like so or and or um or uh. I don't use a lot of ums and and, ums and ers, uh, but a lot of people I know do. I guess the point is to stop doing that so you teach clothes, you know. It's a hard thing to get rid of, you know. I got to get one more song in here, so how about one of my gospel songs called Courage My Soul. And you have a soul, my friend, the brain of your spirit, so to speak. Aren't I brave to talk about these kinds of things? I hope I don't wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go, oh, man, I don't know why I talk about these things in my radio show. Dang, they're not to get me now. Wait a second. Hold on. Have we not had war? in this world over the centuries, from the very beginning, people killing each other. And there's even a war going on now in Ukraine. And you're going to worry about me talking about spirituality, whether or not it's true. I mean, I can't prove any of the stuff that I say. So this song goes, Courage, my soul. Let us journey on. 
light is dark, and I am far from home. Thanks be to God, the morning light appears. The storm is passing over, the storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Courage, my soul. And let us journey on. Though the night is dark. And I am far from home. Thanks be to God. Go one minute, my friends. I see the sun is shining over there. That's our home, home of the spirit. The spirit can live in fire, my friends. I've told you that before, and that's the truth. I love you. Thank you for listening to my show. May God, may the supreme creator of the universe bless us all, everyone. Keep us safe and well. We love you creator of the universe. You're awesome. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, by the way, I won't be here next two weeks. I think CBS Radio is going to do a rerun or play some music for you, so I'm going on a cruise next week, and I won't be talking to you until three Saturdays from today. Goodbye.